All right, we are here. NCAA tournament time. We now have a bracket. All 68 teams have been entered into the field. So let's start with a little breakdown here. Actually, let's start with the last four teams that made it in and the four teams that'll be headed presumably to the NIT as top seeds. So Oklahoma State, Rutgers, North Carolina, and Clemson. Last four out, Mississippi State, Pittsburgh, Arizona State, Nevada squeaking in. Now, Clemson had multiple losses in every single quad. The net ranking at 60 is low. They actually beat NC State in the ACC tournament, who was also in the bubble, yet the NC State Wolfpack made it in. That was very interesting. Pittsburgh also made it in over Clemson out of the ACC conference there, and uh, they're in the first four, so kind of interesting there as well. Now, Pittsburgh almost won the ACC regular season, but came up just short at Miami in the last week of play there. But it just goes to show uh, the real lack of strength there in that particular conference. But Clemson is the team looking out there, as well as North Carolina, who ended up with only two quad wins, I believe. I think one team actually worked its way up into a quad win, quality type of win for North Carolina. Again, a quad one win. Uh, as a top 30 win at home, a top 50 win at a neutral site, and a top 75 win on the road. So just worth noting there. It's actually quite a, a wide net there, um, but that's considered the highest quality competition and wins there. And it branches out from there into quad two. Once you get into quad three and four, those wins don't matter as much since those are much lower quality opponents, but those losses really don't look good. So North Carolina is out as well. They fell out of the top 25 of the AP poll in week five after being the preseason number one team. They're the first team since the 1985 expansion to 64 teams that'll miss the tournament after being ranked in the preseason as the number one team. So quite a fall there for the Tar Heels in a very crazy college basketball season. Now, Oklahoma State and Rutgers not making it was a little bit surprising, being from two of the deepest conferences in the tournament. Uh, Mississippi State from the SEC did make it in. Their net was behind both of those teams, and uh, Mississippi State had one fewer quad one win than Oklahoma State, but fewer opportunities. Rutgers had two quad three losses, so it was really a pick your favorite there out of that group. Arizona State had a worse net than any of those teams. Um, just kind of made it in there on the Sun Devils. Not Can't really explain that one. Nevada had decent metrics, though, and made it in there as the fourth team from the Mountain West. So as it panned out for the conferences, the Big Ten had eight teams. The SEC had eight. A little surprising there again. Big 12 ended up with seven after having projections as many as eight or even nine out of the, the 10 teams in that possible conference making it in. The ACC 5, the Big East 5, the Pac-12 only 4, Mountain West 4, West Coast 2, and the American Conference had two bids as well out of that group. So let's take a peek now at the Midwest region, since that's what I have in front of me here. The number one seed is the Houston Cougars. They'll be playing the number 16 seed, the North Kentucky Norses, something like that. Now, Houston had a Sasser, the top player, the top scorer on that team, go down with an injury in the semifinals of their tournament. 
that is something to monitor going forward because this is a team that would have the ability to possibly win the title, despite the fact that uh, it's often a non-mid-major school that is um, criticized for not having a strength of regular season schedule and the makeup to make a run through the tournament. They are 11th in adjusted efficiency, though, per Ken Palm, 4th in defense, and that's right in the categories. You want to be top 20 in both of those generally to be a national championship contender, and they still fall in both of those categories. So there are a number of teams that have major injuries, though, and if Sasser is hurt, that's going to be a major problem for the Houston Cougars moving forward. But uh, it, of course, they slow the game down, pace of play, um, but they're going to have an opportunity if he's healthy to move forward and win the title. In my opinion, it's been that way for a long time. The 8-9 section here, Iowa and Auburn. Auburn lost in the first round of the SEC tournament to Arkansas, and it's a little surprising um, that that didn't hurt them more, I think, than a nine seed. They weren't a sure thing uh, from the projections to make it at this particular point, but here they are playing Iowa with the winner having a shot to play Houston in the second round. Iowa runs really hot and cold, and that's something that will be echoed throughout um, the broadcasts covering the tournament heading up into the game here. The offense, led by uh, Murray, not Keegan Murray like last year, but his brother, uh, will have an opportunity to put a lot of points on the board. Chris Murray, 20 points per game, almost eight rebounds, two assists, a steal, over block per game, is the uh, powerhouse in that particular squad for an Auburn team that has led by a couple guys, Broom and Green Jr., uh, Jahani Broom and Wendell Green Jr. They're both averaging about 14 points per game, but not a high-powered squad there really in Auburn. But uh, if Iowa's having an off day, then it'll be a struggle for them. But a good first-round game there, like a lot of these are. In the 5-12 matchup in the next section, Miami and Drake. Great guard play here all year by Miami. Isaiah Wong and Jordan Miller. The leading scores there, and guard play is very important, of course, for the NCAA tournament. You want your ball handlers to know what they're doing. Omir, uh, Nor Norchid Omir, I believe it's pronounced, was hurt in the game against Duke in the ACC tournament. That's going to be a problem. He's a very good player. 13 points, almost 10 rebounds per game over a block. He's a veteran presence in the post there, and if he is out, that's going to be a big problem for the Miami Hurricanes. Now, Drake, the 12 seed in general, is a very good above average team in a number of statistical categories. Their leading scorer is Tucker DeVries at 19 points, 5.6 rebounds per game. Generally, you do like to see a, a leading score you can lean on in these type of games for a, a smaller school or an underdog, more so, so than a, a, a team approach to things. Very good um, scoring team in general. Not bad on the defensive side either. Of course, this is against uh, generally weaker competition. But this is certainly a team that could push Miami. And uh, we always like the 5-12 five, five, upsets. And there's three of them in particular that uh, are going to be interesting. I guess all four of them are, are too bad. Um, at first glance, I didn't think, uh, well, Duke's going to have an advantage. We'll get to that in the East. Um, but Drake is certainly going to have the opportunity to uh, to push Miami around a little bit, particularly if they don't have their big man back. Indiana is the four seed. They'll be playing number 13, Kent State. They, of course, the Hoosiers are led by 
their two main guys with a couple hyphens in the last name. Trice Jackson Davis, the big man, averaging a double-double. Jalen Hood Shafino, the true freshman there, doing big things for the Indiana Hoosiers, despite the fact they didn't end up winning the Big Ten tournament or the uh, regular season and were a favorite by many to do so, although the Big Ten was wide open this year. Kent State is going to get a lot of hype um, this uh, upcoming this upcoming week here, heading into the tournament. Sincere Carey is averaging 17.6 points per game. Doesn't shoot at a high volume. This is a high-scoring team, but again, at the MAC level, and uh, they just don't shoot. Some of the top guys don't shoot at a good clip here, so I'm not so sure about an upset there, but Kent State um, will be possibly in the mix there for an Indiana State that's Indiana team that's been up and down, although SEC, Big Ten, and the uh, Big 12, top three uh, conferences here, have had a, had a lot of upsets and up and down games, as had the whole nation in college basketball here. Your sixth seed, Iowa State. No, that's the definition of inconsistency here. They'll be playing the play-in 11 seed between Mississippi State and Pitt. Now, Iowa State here has lost six of their past 16, six and 10 of the last 16. But their wins in that stretch have included Texas, two over Baylor, uh, TCU, and Kansas. So they've beaten the top teams in their conference and some of the top seeds in this tournament, yet they've lost more than they've won in this last stretch. They did recently dismiss their number three score and number one three-point shooter, uh, Caleb Gill, in the last month from the team. So that will be a problem moving forward as well. And with this team at 19 wins has been very inconsistent this year, even though you'll hear over and over how competitive the Big 12 conference is. And we'll see how they are against non-conference schedule uh, opponents moving forward, obviously, in this tournament. Now, the playing opponents here, Mississippi State really struggles to uh, shoot the ball. They have one player averaging double digits, Thule Smith, uh, low average two-point shooting, three-point shooting. It's all defense for this Mississippi State Bulldog team. And Pittsburgh, again, in competition to win the ACC regular season up until the end there, just couldn't get it done. A lot of okay numbers from Pittsburgh, but nothing that particularly stands out. So this whole play-in game here between Mississippi State and Pittsburgh and then whoever plays Iowa State could be a real free-for-all. Now, they'll play the winner of number three, Xavier, number 14, Kinesa State. First time in for the Kinesa State, Owls. So good for them. Xavier had a nice run through the Big East, which ended up quite top-heavy, as it turns out. Looked like as many as seven teams could be in the mix to win that tournament, or regular season as well. Um, But about four teams really prevailed there at the top of that conference. So we have the Musketeers, and they're going to look like a good team to possibly win this whole bracket here. They're ninth in adjusted offense efficiency, 10th in effective field goal shooting. They're third in the country in three-point shooting at just under 40%. Five guys average double figures for this team, for this squad, um, which is the most number of players on a team that average double figures more than anyone else in this particular region. So they're going to be, I think, a hot pick to come out of here, particularly with no 
nobody really um, having a lot of respect for Houston, especially after the Sasser, Sasser injury and Matt looking forward and Texas in the two hole there. And, um, you know, thoughts about the Big 12 and how strong they are moving forward. However, as we start to move in that direction, the 7-10 lineup here, Texas A&M and Penn State. Now, Texas A&M was runner-up in the SEC tournament, losing to Alabama and second place in the SEC overall behind Alabama. So why they're ranked as a seven seed is a little beyond me, and I think that'll be discussed as well. It was discussed in the broadcast. Uh, Wade Taylor is the leading scorer there uh, for a team that didn't do so well in the non-conference season, uh, but did pretty well, obviously, in conference play. I'm a little surprised the SEC got so many teams in, period, uh, into the tournament. Uh, but here we are, uh, and Texas A&M finished second in the whole collection, and he had a seventh seed. So it's very surprising to see them here. Their metrics bear out pretty good. Let me get that in front of me here. They are seven and six in quad one, five and one in quad two, two quad four losses early on is what really uh, hurt this team. But they're in the top 40 in offensive and defensives adjusted. Uh, top 40 in defense and offense. Let's stick with that uh, per Ken Palm. Now, Penn State made a run of its own. Their top player is their point guard, and that could be really uh, dangerous for Texas A&M and teams moving forward. But Jalen Pickett averaging 18 points, 7.4 rebounds, 6.8 assists on effective shooting from the two and three. It's just been a supernova for Penn State, making a run through the Big Ten tournament. They were really borderline, probably looking like an NIT team before they won a few games there. But this has been um, a, a Penn State team that overall does not have a lot of super great metrics, but does have a really good point guard, a really point, a really good position. They are 17th in uh, efficiency offense, thanks to him. The defense is not quite as hot, although it is above the national average, and they're not not great in a lot of different areas: rebounding, forcing turnovers, forcing blocks. Um, but the defense is slightly above average, and thanks to Pickett's phenomenal shooting. Um, they're looking good at that that perspective. So now they'll be playing the winner of the 2-15 matchup. Now, presumably, Texas will be able to get by Colgate. The Colgate is the number one three-point shooting team in the country. It is routinely a top three-point shooting team. That is an emphasis for this particular squad. Texas has Marcus Carr and three other guys averaging double figures. It's been a very good basketball team considering that their head coach has been had a number of allegations, been fired, and now presumably is close to having a new job, which is crazy in you know, the last couple months. But that's a different story. Texas is 14 and 8 in quad one opportunities, zero losses outside of quad one. So they've been quite good. And they have absolutely decimated Kansas twice in the past week and a half here, winning the uh, Big 12 tournament as well. And they were were they second or tied for first, something like that in the um, Big 12. That eludes me at the moment. But they were very good in a very good conference. And they continue to be very good, beating other very good teams. Let's just say that at the moment. I think they're very scary. Again, they've had some iffy losses recently, like losing to Texas Tech at home on February 13th by a few points. That's a little questionable now for a team that's not going to have any postseason, quite frankly. But that's really the worst loss that they've had 
and um, just looking like a really good ball club right now, capable of doing a lot of things, even though they have an assistant coach taking over there. So overall, Houston looks like uh, they'll have to certainly fight for this this region. Uh, Miami looks like they could certainly make a run here as well. Xavier, Texas, uh, I, th- I believe Xavier has already been picked by some of the um, analysts to probably win this win this whole uh, region here in the Midwest to make it to the Final Four. And that's certainly possible, and this is certainly one of the more wide-open brackets. As far as crazy upsets, I don't know the Penn State is is too wild, and I'm not sure if they'll beat Texas, but as far as making it to a second weekend, I'm not sure that I see a lower seed uh, doing that. It's it's possible that Drake beats Miami in Indiana, but I don't I don't really foresee that either. So I think we're going to see a lot more chalk in this region than we do in some of the others. But that's just that's just what I'm looking at. I like Houston to probably come out of here to make it to the Final Four if Sasser's in decent shape uh, with his lower leg injury there. If not, I've really liked Texas as well. In a segment I did earlier, I like Texas, Kansas, Houston as three of my favorite teams without a lot of flaws to make it all the way to the uh, national championship game. So it's going to be probably Houston or Texas in my evaluations to currently make it to the final four. I will have the link in the description to enter my bracket challenge on ESPN. Please go in, fill it out. It'll be a grand old time, and I'll be walking through the rest of the regions as well coming up. Thank you very much.